Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, guys, and welcome to another episode of Creative Source with Andy Osho, the podcast about creativity for the creative in you. No matter where you are on that journey, whether you're starting out, coming back to the arts, are you mid-season? Are you thinking of changing lanes? Well, wherever you are, this is the podcast for you. As always, a massive thank you to everyone who supports on Patreon and Acast. So just so you know, Patreon is like a monthly contribution and there are a few folks who have been regularly contributing to this podcast to help support it. And also a huge thank you to some of you guys who have dropped a few coin on the Acast website as a one-off thing. Um, It all makes such a difference. So thank you for that. Really appreciate it. Okay, so last week um, I started by talking about um, teams. What what does it mean? We had some great bite-sized advice from Kylie Dunbar. And um, yeah, it talks about agents and really uh, what they bring to the table, why you should have one, you you know, the fact that you can survive without one, but that, you know, they do bring a lot to the table and allow you to focus on what's most important to you, which is your creativity and your art. So I was going to go on to talk about other folks who support in terms of, you know, logistics and, you know, the business side of being a creative. And I just realized, you know, this is going to go long. This episode is going to end up being about an hour if if I carry on. So I thought, let me just stop there and I will pick this up again in the next week's episode. And so here we are next week. So where I got to is I was just about to start talking about publicists and I realised that I had quite a bit to say about it because I had a real epiphany around this. And so I thought, let me just rather than rush it, let me take my time and just tell you, settle back and let me tell you a couple of stories about publicists. (laughs) So my experience of it, and this is all obviously in the context of 
team members that can support you in, you know, reaching your creative goals or your career goals. And uh, for, for a long time, I had sort of, you know, you know, you're doing the old Instagram scroll and I'm looking at certain people's like um, feeds and going, how come they're at that event? How come they've been invited to that? I never get invited to that stuff. Anyway, didn't think anything of it, but this it was always in the back of my mind whenever I was like looking at people's feeds on 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 social media and stuff. It's like, oh, so-and-so is at that again, They're all, you know. And then I did a, a, a play in the West End and the publicist for the show, you know, there were some big names in the show. And so the publicist was interviewing them and making sort of EPK material. EPK means electronic press kit. And it's basically content that can be sent out to um, news outlets so that when they report the story, they've got a little clip to use or some um, quotes or whatever, anyway, or interviews and stuff. And I wasn't in any of it. And then they put sort of massive billboards on the outside of the theatre. I wasn't one of them. And it bothered me because I was like, I feel like I don't, I'm not in this. I, I, I feel like I'm a bit of a name, you know, to justify being in the press material and, and maybe on the, and I wasn't being involved really in any of it. And I got quite upset. I remember like talking to the stage manager, like not the right person to, he can't do anything about it. It's not really his shout, but, um, and you know, just get being really upset about it. Anyway, in the end, they put a little poster of me outside. Well, the same size as everybody else's. It was quite nice. I was just bolted on the end. But the point was that it really got me thinking. And then I had a conversation with somebody and they were like, mate, it's a publicist. These people have publicists and the show has a publicist. And these individual people's publicists will speak to the publicist for the show to make sure that they're, you know, getting front and center. And also they, they were the stars of the show. So even if they didn't have publicists, they would be the people that would be used to publicize this show. And it was a proper revelation. So I had meetings with some publicists also known as um, PR. So I had some, because my my idea of PR up until that point was Max Clifford. And I don't know if you're the same, but that he was the only kind of reference point that I had is this slightly sleazy guy that cleaned up people's messes. Uh, people in the public eye he would clean up their messes. If they were in a sex scandal, he would, he would sort it out and do a bit of a spin on it. I thought it was a very grubby industry. I, you know what I mean? I had no idea what it was. So then I had a meeting with um, these uh, publicists to talk to them about potentially representing me and just just finding out who I want to work with in the future. Should I be in a project that would require me to have PR? Our world opened up, you guys. I didn't realise all the things that they do. It's not it wasn't the sort of grubby CD. <laughs> sort of spin doctor thing that I thought it was. It was literally just placing you in places. And rather like it is with agents, they've got contacts that I it would take me years to build up. They know people at the magazines. They know people on the talk shows. They know the producers of these things. They know the editors of these magazines. And, and, and also bearing in mind, these outlets, these magazines, these talk shows, all the rest of it, they're looking for content. And so it's a perfect relationship in the sense of the publicist goes to them and goes, OK, we've got this um, actor. They're in this great show. Um, and is there room in your, you know, whatever, your January uh, edition to do an um, uh, uh, an interview? The show's about motherhood. 
oh, fantastic. We're actually, we'll, why don't we put her in the Mother's Day, uh, the, the March uh, edition when Mother's Day lands sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? So so it's a perfect relationship and it's one that you could not do by yourself. You would spend morning, noon and night trying to generate all these opportunities in a way that a publicist just picks up a phone and, you know, gets it sorted, mate. So just to add to this, just give you a bit more context, because obviously I hadn't hired one at this point. So then I did a show called Curfew that was on Sky. And off the back of that, because I was one of the lead characters in it. So let me, let me just get myself publicist this time. So I, you know, one of the people that I'd been talking to, we struck up a really good relationship and we said, come, let's bring it. Let's work together. And so if you were following me on Instagram, you will have noticed at the time that uh, Curfew came out, which is about 2017, the quality of content on my socials went through the roof because I was doing radio interviews. I was, I was magazine articles. I was on the cover of a magazine. This was all down to the publicist. If I had just let things run its normal course, I probably would have done one or two interviews and had me picture taken and gone to the premiere of the show or the release night or whatever they call it. Press night. That's it. Um, But because I had a publicist, all this other stuff happened and that's what they bring to the table. So it was a real revelation for me to experience firsthand what a publicist can create. Now, it costs you. It's a set fee and it's a a gamble because you don't know, even though they could work tirelessly for you. But if a magazine or a radio station or whatever is not interested in having you on their show, there's nothing they can do about that. You know, they can't make them have you. So you could pay whatever the fee is and it's sizable. You know, you could pay that fee and get nothing. It's unlikely unless you pick a bad PR, but um, yeah, it is somewhat of a gamble. And then the following, was it two years later, I think it was, or three years. Anyway, I brought out my book, Asking for a Friend, and they worked. Oh, that's the other thing I want to say, actually, before I move on, is um, that what I realised is that when a TV show or a film comes out, the actual programme or film has its own publicity, right? And so they will use you to publicise the show. But if you have your own publicist, the publicist is using the show to publicise you. What? That was a revelation as well. Now, I'm obviously talking very specifically about the world of actors. I think this could apply to any performers for sure. And actually the example I'm going to give now is for me as a writer. So some of you as writers, and I think probably this dovetails a little bit into uh, being a musician as well. This will apply there too. So when my book Asking for a Friend came out, my same, the same publicist uh, I had worked with, did a great job with Curfew, also worked on Asking for a Friend. And again, my publishers have their own publicist who works on the book. But again, it was the same thing. They were using me to publicise the book. Her objective was sell more books. My publicist's objective was raise Andy's profile. So even though it seems like, oh, you've got two people doing the same thing, it's free. The the in-house publicist with the publisher is free. Why not just use them? Having my own meant that my profile was going up as well as the book being publicized by the in-house publicist. So it was like double bubble, even though I had to pay (laughs) my publicist, but it was worth it. And because there was a product, it it felt to me like a book was almost easier, an easier sell than me in a sky show because I got so many 
was doing radio, I was doing podcasts. Um, I did the Graham Norton show. I was on Sunday brunch. Now, in fairness, this was a collaborative effort between the in-house publicist and my own, but it just shows you the power of what is possible by having a publicist. It's a certain secret source that they can sprinkle onto um, a, a moment to make sure as many people experience it or see it as possible in a positive light. Hi, I'm Philippa East and you're listening to Creative Source with Andy Osho. Now, one thing that's important to know is they can't do magic. They can't, if you haven't got an event or a product or a moment to publicize, they don't generally do like, oh, general publicity. They're not going to just sort of like, oh, look at this actor. You should just really look at them. They haven't got a project out at the moment. You need something going on. You'll notice like when um, somebody's on a TV show or, or, or a talk show, they've, uh, or a radio interview, they've always got something they're there to talk about, but it's so seamlessly done because they talk about lots of other things that you don't feel like you're being marketed to, but that's essentially why they're there. They're not there because they're Tom Cruise and they just fancied a chat. They're on the Graham Norton show because Mission Impossible 15 is out. (laughs) Just saying that to, you know, future proof this podcast (laughs) for when Mission Impossible 15 does actually come out. So you have to have a moment or a product or, or an event that you want them to publicize. It's not, they don't do general stuff. Now that isn't to say that you can't keep them on a retainer, paying them a certain amount of money per month just to keep interest in you ticking over. But I would say that's for somebody who is generally in the public eye, you know, quite frequently that there's always going to be PR requests. But for for us average Joes, you know, it, it, we need an event. We need um, um, a catalyst, something that they can hook into that will interest editors, uh, producers of TV shows, you know, all the rest of it. So, so what are the sorts of things that they can do? Well, depending on your industry, you know, they can get you uh, into events. They can get you invited to events. So for example, in my industry, you might want to be on the red carpet for something or get invited to a premiere of something. That is the sort of thing where I went to a fashion show at one point. I mean, yes, auntie, that's the kind of thing that I'm really interested in doing. And that's the sort of thing that publicists can do for you. They can get you onto juries, judging panels for certain industry awards. You know, if you've got standing, they have access to the teams that put those things together and they can get you on juries for certain things. Obviously, the main ones that people are aware of is like going on things like talk shows. You know, I did the Graham Norton and the Sunday Brunch. There was a couple of others circling that didn't work out in the end. But I did, you know, a lot of press. They can get you press interviews, articles written about yourself, but also maybe give you access. If you're a writer, you know, that you write an article for a well-known publication that can shift books. I don't know how it works in in music because I know some of you work in music, um, but I'm sure there's equivalents that PR can do in that respect as well. Now, not all PR is built the same. So some industries are more rigorous and have more integrity than others. I think generally, from what I understand of the music industry, integrity is not number one, that it needs a lot of work. But still, if you find a good, reputable PR, they can help get your music out there because they maybe they know the people at radio stations that select. I mean, that is a schmoozy, hey, you scratch my back, blah, blah, blah type of job, I bet, is like trying to get music played or get, trying to get music air, air, air time. 
And obviously pod- podcasts, man, yeah, man, like I did so many podcasts uh, when I was um, promoting Asking for a Friend. And that is the future now. So much publicity is generated through podcasts because some are so damn popular. So, you know, that's another thing that they could do. Now you could spend your day, if you've got something to promote, writing to DMing loads of podcast producers or, or podcasters. But why do that when you can hire somebody to do it? And there's varying scales. You can negotiate fees and talk to them about, look, I only want to get on podcasts. How's about I give you this amount of money and, you know, that's all you do for me. Job done. So that's a really important piece of the puzzle for your career at some point. I'm not saying it's it's, um, mandatory. You don't have to have it, but it is a tool that you can use that can make a huge difference. All right, guys, as always, just a reminder, hey, if you want to publicize Creative Source, don't forget to comment or leave a review or better yet, share on Instagram, uh, share a link with your followers and let them know about this podcast that you've been enjoying that talks about all things related to being a creative. Okay. And so finally, what I wanted to talk about is the other part of um, the support that you can have in your team. So really like the financial, legal, business, operational, that type of thing. So there's a load of other things that aren't really about creativity. They're more about running your business. Because essentially, if you are doing this full time, and even if you're not, you're a little business. And I think when you wrap your head around that, that you're a business owner, called me.com, me, mycreativity.com or whatever it is, then you can start to have a business mentality. Very small businesses, they try and do everything themselves. And that makes sense because financially, sometimes it's not possible to hire a bunch of people. But actually, sometimes it can be, even though it's an outlay, it makes sense to have certain people in your team that can help you with certain things. What, what, what things, what things are you talking about, Osho? Well, these things. What about um, an accountant? I think this is probably one of the first things that um, a creative should do after the agent and the publicist, if it's relevant, um, is get an accountant. It can be so time consuming and actually stressful to have to do all the um, paperwork and all the stuff like that. For, for finding your taxes, especially if you are uh, set up as an actual company, as a limited company or an LLC, if you're in the States or, you know, wherever you are, having to do all the paperwork for all that stuff is very stressful. An accountant will take it all off your hands. Now, some accountants are one man bands and they will literally charge you, I don't know, 1500 quid, two grand to do it for a, a year. And they'll do, do all your paperwork, all your submissions. All you have to do is pay your taxes and sign sign where they tell you to sign and check everything and, and you know, send your, your um, receipts through to them and bank statements. And some, you know, a bit more uh, of a bigger organisation. And so, you know, obviously incrementally they've got overheads and more expertise maybe. So prices start to go up. But if you shop around, you will be able to find somebody decent, reputable, who can do your accounts for you and just take that headache out of the equation so that you can what? Focus on what's important to you, your creativity. I got an accountant for the first time in 2011 and I never looked back. It was the one of the best decisions I made. 
because they also know uh, in terms of the things that are tax deductible, um, expenses and all that sort of stuff. They understand the most efficient way to manage your tax. I'm not talking about tax avoidance. I'm talking about tax efficiency, very different. But it's an important thing that as a self-employed person, you need to know. You know, we're not we're not governed by the same um, sort of criteria as self um, as, as PAYE folks. And so it's good to know. All right. Where can we make efficiencies? Oh, that computer I bought. That's actually tax deductible. What the hell? <laughs> you know, an accountant will advise you on all of that. Now, can you do it on your own? Of course you can. And HMRC's website will walk you through it all and you'll fill out the forms and you'll do what you need to do and you'll submit it all. But it takes time. It takes time. So what else? Um, I mean, I'm just picking some random stuff here. So in your field, there will be these folks who can help you with the logistical side of your business. But like, for example, social media manager. I've um, worked with someone on my socials for a few years now. And at one point they were doing almost everything for me on socials. And it just took that out of my thinking. I didn't have to worry about it. Because then I could get on with I was I, I I think I was trying to finish asking for a friend or something like that. And and it just meant it just made it so much easier for me to focus because I knew somebody else was taking care of that. Now, it sounds very fancy, doesn't it? Social media manager. But it doesn't have to be a full time employee. You can have somebody maybe do one day a week for you or just manage one account for you or whatever it is you can negotiate with them as to what you want it to be. It depends how important socials is to you, of course. Like I'm starting to realise, oh, apart from like sharing the podcast and, you know, maybe if I'm in something, I don't need to be on socials quite as much as I thought I did. <laughs> it's almost like trying to run it like a sort of a magazine or something. The Andy Osho magazine. Anywho, um, so there's that. There's lawyers, legal advice. Um, now, it depends where you're at with this stuff. It depends where you where you're at in your career as to whether you need a lawyer and stuff like that. But it's not bad to have. And and actually, if you're part of a union, that may come with a degree of legal advice as well. Anyways, I mean, I, I was a member of Equity for a while, and that comes with support that you can you can go to them for advice on contracts and things like that. That's that's essentially your team. If you're in Equity, that's your team. You're backed by all the facilities and services that being in Equity offers. A business manager. Again, this is one of those things for somebody who's maybe a little bit more advanced in their career. I don't have a business manager, but like that may be something that you're like, dang, that that would really help me. Mate, this one, an assistant. Now, uh, (laughs) some people would be like, an assistant? But think about it. I always imagined that an assistant was somebody who you've hired. You're doing their PAYE. They're your employee. You're there. You know, you're making national insurance contributions for them and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I thought it was like that. But actually you can have like freelance kind of, uh, yeah, freelance kind of assisting situation going on where somebody does maybe half a day for you and they're assisting a bunch of other people. There are actually companies that you can call up and will take calls for you and they're sort of answering services and things like that so that it gives you a professional front to your business as you know it depends what you're doing you know that you would need that you're receiving this many phone calls but like do you know what I mean there's ways round it so that you're not having to actually 
have employees. And this is what I wanted to say about all of this, because there's so many different aspects to, you know, the, this, the, these logistical team members that can support you. I, I'm not going to go into every, every one of them. But the overall thing I wanted to say is you don't have to have these team members be employees. They're freelancers just like you are. And so you can hire them on a freelance basis, just like you're hired on a freelance basis. Oh, I need an assistant for half a day a week just to, you know, to, I don't know, do go through my emails or, or organize my travel or, or whatever it is. I, 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 I don't know. That sounds very fancy. Or, oh, you know what? I'm selling my art and I want someone to just make my socials just be amazing. I'm going to hire somebody to do that. And though it may cost you a certain amount of money, ideally the money they generate by marketing you on socials will cover that those costs anyway. Or if not, it's a tax deductible business expense. Yay. <laughs> so it's not necessarily as cost prohibitive. Yeah, maybe cost prohibitive as you might have originally thought. Maybe these team members that can support you in your vision, freeing you to be more focused on your art. Maybe that cost is worth it. That's a call you have to make. I I, I couldn't say. And I've had to make calls about that in my own creativity. And sometimes I feel like, yeah, 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 that 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 totally makes sense. And sometimes I'm like, I don't get it. I think I'm going to reduce that cost. It, it's not working for me anymore. I don't actually need that. When I really get present to what my goals are, this thing is a, a luxury, you know, so I don't, I don't need it. But I, I really encourage you to have a look and see, look, where am I, where am I spending a lot of time where I would really love to have that time be used on some part of my actual creative work? And if there is something, maybe you can pay somebody to do it. Because not only does it free up your time, but it frees up your sort of mental energy as well. That part of you that you, that that wants to dream and dream ideas and creativity into existence is being used for very mundane uh, attacks, uh, posting socials, uh, all that stuff that you you could just give to somebody else. So just a thought. You have to weigh up the economics of it. Does it make sense for you, basically? So that was this week's um, creative source. And it was, um, God, can you imagine? That was, how long was that? 25 minutes or something. So if I put that on the end of the other episode, it would have been almost an hour. So yeah, I split them up. I did it. And I'm not sorry. (laughs) But look, guys, thank you so much for listening and for bearing with. I hope that was a useful episode um, and has given you some ideas about how you might want to create your own team. It doesn't have to be so prescriptive. It can be a little bit more mix and match than maybe you first thought. Or maybe there's some changes that you want to make in your team downscale. Who knows? But either way, just have a look and see what would work for you. What makes good sense for you? Next week on Creative Source, we're going to be talking about the creative collaborators that can be part of your team. People who are not contributing to the logistics, but to your actual creativity. We'll talk about what a difference they can make to the work you produce. 
So thank you to everyone involved in creating this podcast. So to Martin Lumsden for the post-production, to Anya Stobart for the marketing, to Clydesdale Music for the theme tune. And of course, as always, to you guys for listening in and for supporting this podcast, for leaving your comments and reviews. Thank you to everyone who's doing that. And thank you again to everyone who supports on Patreon and Acast. Until next time, keep creating and living in gratitude. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Creative Source. If you're looking for more support with your creative journey, I'm offering one-to-one online mentoring. Perhaps you want to launch a project but don't know where to start. Maybe you've got stuck around a certain issue, need some advice, or just want to bounce ideas around. Whatever it is, I'm here. Just hit the Patreon link in the show notes or go to patreon.com forward slash creative source with Andy Osho to find out more. 